It hasn't been a great season for those with a fear of clowns. What with the slew of typical horrifying clown masks parading around town on Halloween. And also with a remarkable number of creepy clown sightings making headlines and circulating on social media. On this episode of Listen With The Lights On, we wanted to get to the bottom of this fright. So naturally, we talked to a clown. Are the lights on? Good. Welcome to Listen With The Lights On. I'm Jessica Blaustein Marshall. And I'm Patrick Garrett. Cholerophobia is the fear of clowns. It's not an official phobia. It's not recognized by the World Health Organization or the American Psychiatric Association. But some people are just terrified by them. Clowns are supposed to make us laugh. Why do they inspire fear instead? The fall of 2016 has been a rough one for cholerophobics. Several U.S. cities have experienced a number of menacing clown sightings. In some cases, law enforcement was called. The news spread like wildfire on social media. Many major news outlets covered it. Some experts say this type of evil clown panic happens every few years, driven by hype from pop culture. We've brought in an actual clown to shed some light on the phenomenon. Good morning. I'm Raliachi, your local hobo folk clown based in Trent, New York. When it comes to this whole creepy clown fiasco that people are talking about often, what's your take on it? Have you actually experienced any clown hatred yourself? I remember seeing a Facebook post pop up, and it was a local report from a local news station, I forget which one, but basically saying that they had spotted a creepy clown in an apartment complex standing some distance away, not doing anything, just being still, and um, apparently inspiring terror. Like, schools have reported it now, people in the cities have reported it, although it does seem to be overwhelmingly being reported in suburban neighborhoods. Um, I know Clifton Park was one, to the point that the superintendent of schools, if I want to understand correctly, was saying that anybody in the school who dressed as a clown on Halloween would be subject to all sorts of investigation or discipline, which is crazy how quickly these things escalate. In my personal life, as, as a practicing clown, I recently actually experienced some discrimination. Not only have people come up to me on the street and asked me, you know, what do you think about it? Are you worried about performing out? But it actually happened where I had a performance at a public venue where the organizer of that, uh, of that event came to me and said, I don't want you to wear face paint. I don't want you to be a clown. I said, well, that's what I am. That's what you are experiencing when I perform. And a clown, for me, is a very long-standing tradition that brings these worlds of, like, theater and music and interacting with children together. So to censor myself would be disingenuous and not only disingenuous but harmful to what I'm trying to convey to the audience and so we had to have a long talk about that because she was saying she had a 14 year old daughter and her 14 year old daughter was reposting things that she found in the media wasn't necessarily checking her sources she didn't want this to get out of control and of course not for people at this event to feel uncomfortable with the fact that there would be a clown performing there as I was pulling into the parking lot of the venue someone rolls down their window, leans out and says, you got a lot of balls showing up here like that. Really? And I just kind of look at them and I'm like, what do you mean? As I'm shouting out back out of my window, dressed in full clown, waving with a top hat on. And he's like, you're dressed like a clown. Like, don't you think you're going to scare people? And it's like, yes, I have experienced some discrimination. But no one has actually attempted to stop me. In fact, most places that I've performed where there has been some tension or some questions about it, they wind up just enjoying it and maybe having a short dialogue at the end. What makes you think that people 
have gotten so scared of this? Is it is it the media bringing it forward, or is it more of a just like the juxtaposition of, say, a clown being a happy thing, and now it's turning into a scary thing for some people? Well, Patrick, I think that this trope of creepy clown has actually been around for a really, really long time. In America, you know, we can discuss a few of the media contributions of that. Stephen King's It, you know, yep. a killer clown. John Wayne Gacy Jr., a famous serial killer who dressed like a clown and did terrible things to children. Um, We can also talk about the Insane Clown Posse, that most ridiculous band of the 90s that um, promoted hyper-violence. I think that in America specifically, and possibly in the world, clowns represent uh, a liminal state, right? You don't you don't have a necessarily specific identity. You are somewhere in between human and non-human. You may take on a human form. I have arms, I have legs, I have faces, I wear hats, I wear clothes. But then I paint my face and somehow I'm somewhere in between. I'm no longer the person I was before I put face paint or a mask, if you will, on. But I'm not an animal. I'm not a specifically fictional character. It's not necessarily a costume. It represents a liminal state where as an audience member, as someone at home, you don't necessarily know what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, what I'm even here for. To be honest, though, I think a lot of these are like very small, isolated incidences. And in my research thus far, the clowns haven't actually done anything necessarily damaging. I've heard allegations of, of rape, of violence. But from what I understand, most of them just stand there in very traditional, curly haired, big shoed clown garb and stare, right? Their idea is to just make you feel uncomfortable, unsettled. The only purpose, I feel, is for them to get a rise out of you. You haven't always dreamt of being a clown, (laughs) I assume. Why did you become a clown? Ah, great question. Um, To speak most recently, I was on a cross-country journey in 2014 with a backpack, a tiny little drum, and a guitar. I worked my way down the East Coast and met up with a violinist friend in Jacksonville. And from there, we went to St. Augustine, Tallahassee, um, New Orleans, But I was actually there with the intention of cutting my teeth as a busker or a street performer, specifically with music. And in New Orleans, during Mardi Gras, there's a street called Royal Street where all of the bands play, everybody. So I was trying to sit on a street corner myself, play guitar with a harmonica, put the hat out and just see what I could do. And I realized not only was it incredibly difficult to reach people in a city where they're saturated by this, but also just to feel honest and to feel like I'm actually communicating with them, like I'm actually reaching them as a performer. And Mardi Gras obviously inspires a whole bunch of things, especially strange costumes and face paint and becoming something you're not, kind of in honor of this carnival theme. So I wound up just painting my face on a whim one day to celebrate Mardi Gras. So like the traditional colors of the purple, the red, the gold, the green. And had gone out in a wild dress, like tying just bits of cloth to myself, having my hat all cockeyed, just kind of trying to be... Not necessarily as crazy looking to gather attention, but just to like something different, to shake up what I was seeing on the street. And then taking the musical act and changing it. Instead of just sitting on the corner and playing softly and hoping someone was going to come by and maybe listen, maybe a few people would gather and they would throw some money in the hat, I wound up like following them down the street. Creepy. No. Um, no, just literally like playing guitar and like trying to toy with them, trying to have a conversation with the audience, as I think some theatrical folks might call it, breaking the fourth wall. So you like interactive. Yeah, I brought a whole bunch of percussion instruments and just threw them on the street and was like, pick one up, come play. If someone was like clearly trying to like hide or be like, oh, you know, this person's come, I would just toy with them a little bit, you know, for as long as they felt safe, like walk and start singing about them. Oh, there's a woman with crazy blonde hair. She's trying not to stare, something like that. And then all of a sudden you'd see her turn around and like smile, 
boom, we had a connection. Great, I've done my job. So that started to become in practice for the rest of this like cross-country journey in 2014. And then <laughs> that led me to a, a research into clowning as a historical craft, as a spiritual journey for people, as clown as a member of society in many different traditions all over the world. And so it seemed very natural to begin this exploration to what clowning, clowning is and was and um, possibly could be. Where yeah. did clowns get their start? Like, where did it come from? Was it Europe? Ooh, man. Gypsies? Uh, yes and no and no and yes. Um, it all really depends. Uh, I would say that from an anthropological standpoint, there are people who you might identify as clowns in society going as far back as, you know, like ancient Greece even, right? That a clown is a member of society who has the ability to transgress the normal, the everyday, to buck the law and order set forth by the powers that be in that society so that they may actually have other people experience catharsis through their transgression. There is a sacred clown in the First Nations tradition in Canada, so like indigenous people of, of North America who happen to live in the artificially known border as Canada um, at that time, they have a heoka, which is a sacred clown. And I'm not part of this community, and I can't speak necessarily deeply or knowledgeably because I don't know what it is from the inside. But reading about it, um, they actually called up sacred clowns in their community, had the literal ability to uh, defecate on the chief's head if they felt the chief was being out of line. Oh, wow. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty powerful. Um, the idea being that the chief is still human, you know, is still equal in terms of um, their participation in their community and their tribe, and that if they were getting out of hand, this clown was there to remind them in a very visceral, physical, observable way that you're no higher than anybody else. That if you're getting out of line, you need to like think about that. And that allowed for you know the other people in the community to say, oh, ha, 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 great, like, you've been taken down a peg. We feel like we have our power back. It's, I think, a lot about um, achieving, achieving balance. I think clowns, as, as we know it in America had a basis in Europe, probably as early as uh, the Renaissance. Even before that, they were called something different, right? We have many synonyms for clown in, in the English language, fool, jester, so on and so forth. And those are not necessarily clown, but they are definitely a part of that narrative. Mm -hmm. Like a jester was hired by monarchs, kings and queens, to be an entertainer in court. A clown is also an entertainer. Now, the jester, obviously, if you look at that history, was specifically hired in a lot of ways to be funny. And also, interesting point, they were also there to be observant of all of the going-ons of the court. I mean, they were one of the people that were honestly closest to the leader, the kings or the queens, because they were there all day. And... In doing so, they probably were privy to a lot of information that the general public wasn't. And they were the only ones who could probably speak out and call a king or a queen ridiculous to actually burlesque them or mock them in public and still keep their head. But jesters, fools, medieval clowning. You have um, Shakespeare's clowns. He wrote in clowns as often as the people who are so foolish in their behavior but are also imparting some of the best wisdom and observing of the characters and what's going on with them and is able to kind of speak the truth while also being ridiculous. Then you have Commedia dell'arte, where there are different clowns that are kind of all specific roles, specific members of society. You have your, like, your zani or zany, if you will, who is kind of the ridiculous, erratic behavior, like town crier or 
town fool. Then you have, you know, the doctor who's like very serious, but also all of these are different archetypes of like human personalities and the clowns are just making them kind of larger than life and talking about what their potential is to kind of interfere with business as usual, interfere with society in a normal way. Now, I would say there also are a whole slew of clowns, like when maybe we think of clowns, we think of the birthday party clowns, big curly red hair, big shoes, funny costume. The stereotype, that, yeah. That juggle, that entertain children, you know, and who I honestly am concerned about with this creepy clown epidemic, because I, I wonder if their employment has been affected, especially since their work is so closely involved with children. And, like, I really hope that this this foolish epidemic has not... Um, cause them to like lose their jobs or not be able to find work or to be criminalized or victimized during this. But at the same time, you know, I just think it's important to keep doing that work as much as possible. I'm certainly not going to get into a discussion about how we need to rally around clowns. Mm. Um, there are a lot more serious issues. Would you have any suggestion for somebody with a phobia of clowns, a way to get over it? <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily on. I don't know if the onus is on the person. Like, to be totally honest with you, I, I think I think asking them, like, well, you should just go to a clown show and you should just, like, sit there and stare at them and, like, go through your fear. I think that could be helpful for some people. In fact, in the clowning tradition that I work with, Pachinko, we have a phrase called go to disaster, go to the fear, right? So if something's going wrong or if you are all of a sudden on stage and you feel feared about something, go there. Go all the way there. Experience that emotion fully. So that, you know, that's a resistance. You can identify that resistance. You can live that resistance and then hopefully maybe release it. You know, it would be my hope if people who were a little squeamish about clowns went to a performance and experienced it honestly and maybe learned that it's not so scary. You know, maybe try to find out why they have that going on. But for other people, I mean, there are people I know who are friends of mine who won't go and see my performances because they don't like clowns, because they are afraid of of just the appearance it's already unsettling so what can we do what can we do for them i think since so many people are receptive to to media outlets especially during this time with the advent of you know online social media and such great accessibility i think changing what clowns represent in society and maybe promoting more I don't want to say positive, but more constructive messages of clowns as opposed to destructive, like this creepy clown thing, obviously went viral very quickly. But, you know, does Charlie Chaplin go as viral? Does Emma Kelly go as viral? Does the Red Bastard, who is a clown out of Europe, who's like incredibly funny and interesting. If we can have maybe more clear representations of clowns as members of society that are trying to help, that are entertainers, that um, come from a place of love and of honesty and of just bringing sheer joy to people, then maybe we can begin to change that trope. Thanks for joining us. Listen with the Lights On is a production of WAMC. Our theme music is Grizzly Reminder by Midnight Syndicate. For more spine-tingling tales, check out our podcast or head over to WAMC.org. Do you have a fear of clowns? Do you have another type of fear? Tell us about it. Email us at lightson at wamc.org.